This episode of the Mother Loving Future Show is brought to you by Amber Lestrange and Jenna Penrose with JMO 5000 Productions. Welcome everyone to the Mother Loving Future Show. I've got a big smile on my face right now because <laughs> it's not just me and Jenna today. We have a beautiful, incredible, inspiring guest today, Melissa Ambrosini. Very Hi. radiant. Oh, thank you. So great to be here. I'm so excited. She flew all the way from Sydney just to be on our <laughs> podcast, guys. Yes. <laughs> okay. So how are you guys today, by the way? I'm doing good. Just preparing for a trip. So I have a lot going on. But other than that, I'm good. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Europe? Spain. Spain, never mm. a bad spot to end up, Jenna. No. Very no, jelly. No, no, Can no. I sneak in your suitcase? Do you think I'll fit? I think you'd fit if I could just... I know. Break your legs. I can put my legs <laughs> behind my head. Okay. Would yeah. that help? That would help. Okay. I'll leave you with that visual. How are you today, Mel? <laughs> good, baby girl. Hi. So good. It's so good to be here. I love LA and I'm so excited to be here. Oh my gosh. Isn't LA the best city in the mm. world? Oh my gosh. Mel's so from Oz, happening. by the way. If, if no one can detect the Aussie accent over there, it's good. Finally, Jenna's outnumbered. Yes. But two Aussies. <laughs> it uh-huh. happens sometimes. It's true. <laughs> We're so happy to have you what's your initial interpretation of I mean I know you've been to LA many times but tell me with your beautiful green fresh eyes what you're feeling on the LA soil so much possibility Mm. you just land here and the air smells of possibility and abundance Everyone is so helpful and supportive and has the time. You know, even I was at Erewhon yesterday, which oh, is yeah. the best. First stop off the plane. Oh, yeah. First stop Erewhon. Erewhon. Oh, yeah. Actually, Break my first stop was Cafe Gratitude. <laughs> oh, oh, smart girl. Yes, of course. That's we had the right a, order. Yes, we had dinner there <laughs> um, on Monday night as soon as we landed. And... I ran into a friend, uh, James Swanick, who has the Swanick sleep glasses, the blue blocking glasses. I ran into him at Erewhon and it's just so beautiful. You know, he stops and he sat and spoke to me for an hour, like where I feel like in Sydney, you know, everyone's go, go, go and like too busy to kind of stop and give you the time. So I feel like here everyone's just really supportive and helpful and so much possibility and abundance. It's everyone smell it. Erewhon is also a vortex where time does not exist. Only superfoods yes. and deep conversations. That's <laughs> yeah, true. That oh my true. gosh. I love that. Well, LA is so happy to have you. Thank it's you. so good to, to see you glowing, by the way. So brown, <laughs> so healthy and glowing. <gasps> Need me some of that. To give you a little background, Mel and I... We go way back. We share an ex-boyfriend. We do. Oh my God, I forgot about that. (laughs) (laughs) You do? Jenna's like, wait, I know everything about your life. I know everything about every (laughs) ex-boyfriend. We do. JC Sparks. Oh. (laughs) We have code names. Um, That's not his real name. Yeah, we, my first, we won't obviously get into it, two personal (laughs) details, Um, but my very first boyfriend who you know, is he still like a really totally, nice guy. oh, he's such a yeah. beautiful sweetie, guy, such heart. a sweetie, yeah, mm. big Leo, like, anyway, we share a past love, and mm-hmm. we share an absolute love of health and wellness, mm-hmm. and we met through mutual friends in Bondi, the hometown, mm-hmm. and yeah, I've just always felt that you're so inspiring, and eyes wide open, and always wanting to be your best, and 
yeah, I love that we're in the same little world together. I know. It's so beautiful. Yeah, we met maybe like 10 years ago. Yeah. 10 years. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. That is a while. Massive transformations yeah. from the day we met to now. Oh, my gosh. Huge. I remember like our Kundalini days. Oh, yeah. Deep when in that. When things were just getting <laughs> stirred up and just Get that Kundalini rising, released. baby. Yeah. We were doing lots of... Um, 10-day kundalini challenges Mm -hmm. together and just activating and having our tops blown off (laughs) and our heads blown off. It was amazing. Yogi Bhajan was loving that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, good days. Well, here we are in LA together. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a um, proper introduction to Mel because she is definitely a firecracker and well worth a bit of an intro. So Mel, my dear friend, gorgeous girl, is a best-selling author. Yes, okay, clap, spiritual clap, not too loud. (laughs) (laughs) She wrote two incredible books, one which we're going to dive in today. The first one, Mastering Your Mean Girl, cannot wait to get into that. Mm -hmm. And then most recently, Open Wide. You guys just did a tour of Open Wide, didn't you? Mm -hmm. (gasps) We did, all around Australia. It was amazing. With your partner, Mm -hmm. your husband, Nick. Mm -hmm. How incredible to travel around the world with your husband working and touching hearts. I know, it was amazing. It was the first time we'd collaborated together so it was really fun so I can't wait off air we'll get yeah into those juicy details googling that Mel is also a incredible speaker and a podcaster of the Melissa Ambrosini show you have to check that out that's a seriously deep and inspiring podcast you feature a lot of oh top world standard guests in the health and wellness and spiritual industries super like you might every podcast episode you must just be completely blasting your head off as we did in our kundalini days oh my gosh it is i literally read a book and then i'm like i want to interview that person i'll read uh conversations with God and I'm like, oh, I want to interview Neil Donald Walsh. Okay. And I just make it happen. I just Amazing. call it in, manifest it. And I'm just, like, my podcast is literally my vision board. It's just people that I love and want to have a conversation with. Well the done. Best. Yeah. Mm. That, well done for manifesting a platform. Sounds that so easy when you put it that way, but I don't think it's that easy. I think it takes a lot of hard work and just yes. love. So Mel is one of those you. like young guns in action constantly. You're yeah. such a master manifester, but in the right way where you are just like energy streaming forward towards your vision and staying focused. Laser and, focused. Yeah, action towards your, your dreams. Purpose yes. and motion. Yes. That's it. And Melissa also teaches women, basically your mission is to teach women how to unlock their full potential, master their inner mean girl and smash through limiting beliefs and ditch the self-doubt so they can start living the life of their dreams. And that's why we have Mel with us today Mm. because she is going to give us an insight into her book, Mastering Your Mean Girl, and how we can master ours and what our mean girl is and... Yeah. How to take her down. Take it down. <laughs> so shall Good. we, do you want to read a little review before we, um, oh, 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 no, okay. We, we don't well, have. Well, maybe we can read it at the end. Let's read it at the end. Okay, good one. So, um, of course, Jenna has her definition for us. I do have my definition. Mastering ready. your mean girl. Hopefully it's to your liking. Okay. Because you're the, the official mastering your mean girl definer, but this was my attempt. <clears throat> When you realize that, 
through lack of radiant self-love, you are being mean to others, including yourself. When you realize that this cycle of negativity can never deliver you into happiness because you only get what you give, so you choose to master this part of your ego in order to live as a better version of yourself. Perfect. (gasps) Yeah. (laughs) Five stars. Okay. Gold star for you. (laughs) Yes. Do you have anything to add to that definition, babe? No, that's that's exactly what it is. I mean, the inner mean girl is what some people call the ego or the inner critic or your shadow self mm-hmm. or Betty, whatever you want to call Betty. it. Betty. Never yeah. heard that one before. <laughs> Just, you know, sit down, Betty. <laughs> sit down, Betty. I'm going to master you. But, you know, everyone has that fear-based limiting voice inside of us, every single person. And what a lot of people don't realize is that you don't have to live from that voice. A lot of people do, and myself included. I didn't realize. I believed everything she said. I believed that I wasn't good enough, pretty enough, smart enough, skinny enough, successful enough, whatever enough. I believed that stuff until I realized that that is not my truth, that love is. Nice. Oh, my God. So powerful. Mm -hmm. And in every moment, we're either choosing fear or love, your head or your heart your mean girl or your truth. Mm -hmm. And when I realized that, first of all, I was like, why has this never been taught to me? I know. Like, why are they not teaching this in school? That was the first thing I realized. And the second thing I realized was, wow, I now have a choice. And now I live my life literally from that place of love. Everything in my personal life, in my business, every decision comes down to love or fear and my choice. And you just always choose love. Yeah. And how long did it take you to fully transition from sort of believing the mean girl to being able to fully live in love in every decision? Was it a transition? Yeah, it's definitely. I mean, I began on this journey in 2010, which is when Amber and I were doing Kundalini 10 day crazy challenges. Mm -hmm. And I actually ended up in hospital with a whole host of health issues physically Mm. and emotionally, you know, anxiety, depression, eating issues, panic attacks, and then my whole immune system shut down as well. Wow. And so that journey has come, you know, has been since 2010, so almost eight eight years. Um, And the thing with mastering your mean girl and choosing love instead of fear, it's a muscle. Mm-hmm. And the more you practice it, the better and better you get at it, the quicker and quicker you get at choosing love. Now, sometimes my inner mean girl still pops up. That that happens. Mm-hmm. But you can recognize her. But I can recognize her because... Sit down, Betty. Yeah. <laughs> but I can recognize her because I've got that level of self-awareness and this is why self-awareness is so important and we cultivate self-awareness through practices like meditation and yoga and whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So we need to cultivate that level of self-awareness so that we know when we're choosing fear and when we're choosing love. Totally. And that's the essence of mindfulness too. It's like Mm -hmm. just being mindful of what's happening in your head and that you have a choice of, you know, if there's more than one voice Mm -hmm. in there, which voice to follow. So how did you discover this concept? I I know you said, yeah, I know that you said you had a health 
life breakdown where you ended up in hospital and I guess had to take a little inventory of how you were living your life, was that the activator and the initiation into self-observation and understanding the mingle or was there Something a, a critical point? Yeah. yeah, It was a bit of both. Uh, yeah, it was more like I just hitting rock bottom, I realised that there has got to be another way. Like something was just like surely God or love or whatever you believe in didn't put us here on earth to suffer. Surely. That's not why we're here. And it was like, well, what are we here for? Mm -hmm. What are we here to experience? What are we here to express? And so from that realization, I just made it my mission to live my best life from a place of love. I can imagine in hospital as well where you don't have the energy to move, you don't have, mm. you can't walk around, you can't have conversations. Spirit or your higher self is forcing you to just lock down your systems mm-hmm. and really? have space. To take inventory. That's it, to, to observe yourself and see what dialogue is running your life mm-hmm. and probably led you to that hospital bed. Mm-hmm. So there's probably no better place to be still and hear that, get in touch with that inner mean girl mm, and really totally. get to decipher, oh, there are two voices in my head or multiple voices. The angel and the devil. I mean, this mm-hmm. is something that goes back in like all are like movies cartoons like we have seen this concept the universal theme play out it's a universal theme you know you have the angel and the devil and who you're going to listen to exactly even the chariot card in the tarot it's like one black horse and one white horse and Mm -hmm. your your conscious mind is a charioteer are you going to follow the black horse you're going to follow the white horse we we talk about that concept a lot in spiritual warfare we have an episode called spiritual warfare and it's really this concept of the heart and the head and the battle between good and evil and oneness and separation, that lifelong universal theme that we think we're, pl- we're the microcosm of the macrocosm. We're playing out the energies that are, exist in the universe, exist in nature, in the world, in everything. And they take form of the mean girl or mm-hmm. being love. Mm-hmm. And um, you're right. I think the first step is recognizing it. And you can only do that with a mindfulness practice. So you said meditation, yoga. Are there any other tools that you started practicing that led you towards kicking Betty off, off the seat? Well, before you even tell us that, when you're lying in the hospital bed, like what is going through your mind that you came to this conclusion? And then then what did you what actions did you take to get yourself out of that and into your new self? Mm-hmm. Well, when I was in the hospital bed, definitely those downloads were happening as mm-hmm. like, surely we're not here to suffer. And then I had three friends. It was actually Emma Jean, Cause. Camilla, and the uh, uh, ex-boyfriend uh, yeah. that we both share Interesting. sent me a package from Sydney to Brisbane and in it was uh, like crystals and teas and angel cards oh, and and a book that changed my life. Oh, got to tell us. Yeah, Come on. Yeah. It was Louise Hayes, was You Can Heal Your Life. I was about to say, that was on the tip of my tongue. Yeah. Louise Hayes. That was one of my activators as well. It was a huge activator for me. And I was reading it with my mum and my dad there. At that time, um, my friends had kind of like dumped me. Um, I had no money, no job. I was living on my friend's fold-out bed in Sydney on her, um, in her lounge room and I was at rock bottom and I was reading this book 
And I'd turn to my mum and I'm like, why didn't you tell me this? <laughs> they don't know either. And she's like, know. like, I'm doing the best that I can, Melissa. Like, I'm doing the best that I can. And bless her, she absolutely was and is doing the best that she can. And it just hit me like a ton of bricks. And then I'd never been exposed to... Um, you know, things like journaling and my mum the next day, because I was in hospital for about a week. The next day I said, mum, can you please bring me in an exercise book, like a journal? And I just started journaling. And okay, so it, it started was with just, journaling. Yeah. And Louise Hay's book. And it was just all downloading. Mm. All of these uh, truths were just downloading to me. And I realized something quite potent and that was that I was responsible for getting myself there Mm -hmm. and I was the only one that could get myself out. Beautiful. So powerful. So powerful. And for listeners who aren't aware of Louise Hay, her whole philosophy, one of her core philosophies is that our emotional um, temperament can manifest as physical dis-ease. And through her book, she steps you through, she correlates the emotion and how that physically manifests and vice versa. So if you have a physical ailment, you can look up headache, for example, or sty for a sty in your eye, and it will have a direct link to a particular emotion that manifests in your, you know, in that um, physical place. And it's such a um, confronting place to to realize oh I am creating everything my ailments and my situations and I remember reading that and and connecting everything Mm -hmm. realizing that emotions and physicality and spirituality are all connected and dictate our experience so check it out if you don't know Louise hey guys Mm. she's pretty incredible wow okay good discovery yeah it was it was life-changing and I just went on an absolute mission Mission. after that. I just went on, I actually went on and studied holistic nutrition because I needed to learn how to nourish my body. I had no idea. Um, I was living off fast food. I had absolutely no idea how to look after myself. And so I went on and studied that and then learned um, that it wasn't just about what you put in your mouth, that the thoughts you think, that what goes up, on up inside your mind is the most important thing. You can be drinking all the freaking kale smoothies until the cows come home, but if you are not mastering your mean girl, then you're not, you're not going to experience inner peace and contentment. It's true. And the inner work that takes you to um, peace and contentment is hard work. You know, mm. it's not an easy battle and it's very confronting and you have to really look so much at yourself and, and maybe go to past lives down to this life. So it's, it's a lot of work. But the hardest thing is taking responsibility, mm-hmm. not distracting yourself with, oh, it was because my parents didn't teach me or he was just horrible. He was just a bad boyfriend and it's his fault or no, you know, playing the victim. Everyone's mean to whatever it may be and take responsibility for, oh, I got myself here, as you said, and I have to get myself out of it. That will light a fire under your butt. Mm -hmm. If you don't have one to live your best life, your best version possible, realizing you are responsible for what you create in your world, that that concept will really get you running. It's a game changer and Mm. especially in your marriage too. So confronting. It's so confronting. It's so much easier to just like blame them. Yeah, Yeah, you did this to me. It's like, no, like I'm co-creating this. Yeah. You know, it, it, 
remembering that it takes two to tango mm-hmm. in a partnership and with your children as well. Like it, you're co-creating that experience mm-hmm. and you both need to take responsibility. And my husband and I will say, okay, I take 50% of this. You know, I own, I own that I said that or I own that I did that. And being in a conscious partnership is life-changing. Mm-hmm. It's life-changing. I don't, I don't know how I could have these open conversations with someone who's not. It's really, um, I feel for people who are, are not in that situation because mm-hmm. it's like banging it's your head against a wall. Yeah, it's, it's the magic of mirroring. Mm-hmm. You know, Jenna and I recently did a podcast on that as well where it's using relationships as a tool to, to reflect how you're being with yourself and with the world. And it's such a great opportunity to see how you're showing up or what you need to work on. And yeah, I I feel like Nick is so wonderful and it's incredible how he's your twin Mm -hmm. in so many ways. And Mm -hmm. you guys have found each other at that perfect time where you've really done a lot of work individually to get to that place of mindfulness. And the fact that you've called in your cute little twin like in that space is such a gift. Oh, well, and, yeah. and also an inspiration to people because if, if you do this work of mastering your mean girl and the inner work, then the partner that you attract is going to be a vibration. A reflection, a reflection of, of that, of that yeah. vibration. Yeah. Totally, totally. And Nick and I both did so much inner work before we got together. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, I know I ha- was having dinner with um, some friends last night and they've been together for 17 years and they didn't do any work before they got together because they were so young. Mm-hmm. They've done the work and they've been able to grow and mm-hmm. expand together. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that doesn't work mm-hmm. and sometimes it does. That's so there's true. no formula. I'm, I'm not saying everyone has to go out and do all of the work before they meet their mm-hmm. one because I've seen it work the other way as well. I agree with that too. A lot of the time, like for instance, when I met my life partner, I didn't feel as though I was fully whole and healed and complete and the best I could possibly be in order to then call in the best possible version of my partner. I feel as though Carrie um, recognized my soul essence and recognized where I was heading and who I wanted to be. And it was almost like he was the final piece of that puzzle puzzle and the final piece of my healing really. Mm, And through him, I made it to just that next level where I did feel more whole and complete and healed. And I couldn't have done it without him. So Mm -hmm. a lot of the time you call in your life partner for each other to be that final little piece of bringing things together. Well, and also there is no final piece. We're always of still course. evolving. Oh my gosh. I mean? <laughs> but a, a piece closer to your wholeness mm-hmm. than, than to more towards brokenness. Yes. So heading towards wholeness. <laughs> they're, they're the cherry on top. You're already delicious, gluten-free, sugar-free, chocolate brownie. Organic. Organic. Don't forget organic girl. From Cafe Gratitude. <laughs> yeah. That's plug. But that's, that's the thing. It's like, I'm already whole and complete on my own. They're the compliment, not to complete me. They're there to compliment me and to enhance my shininess and to enhance the truth of who I am, where in the past, all of my ex partners, they've filled a void in me and I've filled a void in them. Mm. And that has an expiration date. Totally. Oh my gosh. And I think that brings us back to the concepts where 
everything anyone wants to achieve and manifest in the world starts with that inner work. Mm -hmm. The the inquiry, the going inward and loving yourself and knowing yourself and working on how to um, create thoughts and action towards what you want rather than what you don't want. And I feel like that is the number one um, step in order to create the partnership, the life, the career, the health, everything you want starts with you taking on that relationship with yourself. Absolutely. It all comes back to you. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's exhausting, but um, (laughs) it's the only way. And it's never ending. (laughs) No, I'm I'm glad you you pull me up on that, Jenna, because it never ends. It's true. It's not like you find the love of your life and then they... Puzzle's done. The puzzle's done and woohoo, no, no, no. That one gets smashed out and you're upgrading to a bigger, Bigger better, crazier puzzle. Yeah, and it just keeps expanding. Mm -hmm. Oh, life. Mm. So much fun. Gosh. Okay, so we were going on to the tools, the mindfulness tools that you use mm-hmm. or that you have used to get you to this point where you're living fully in your heart. So we got Louise Hay, we got journaling. Meditation, for sure, hands down, number one, the biggest. And With, what, how do you meditate, just for our listeners? I practice Vedic meditation, uh, 20 minutes twice a day. Mm. Um, I found it back then and have committed to it and loved it so much. It is, for me, it works. You know, some people like guided meditations, there's breath meditations, there's visualization. Mm -hmm. But for me, the Vedic 20 minutes twice a day has transformed my life. Is Vedic TM? Yes. Okay. Transcendental meditation. You just empty your mind? No, you have a mantra. Okay. So you say a mantra for 20 minutes? A secret mantra, which you're not allowed to tell anyone, right? Well, I was just about to ask you, but I won't. (laughs) You're not allowed to share it. Um, It it dilutes the power of it when it's out in the world, right? It's a sound that has no meaning in, 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 it's a Vedic Sanskrit sound. And you repeat that in your mind. And Mantra means mind vehicle. Mm. So when you give your mind, your monkey mind, a toy to play with, Mm -hmm. which is the mantra, Mm -hmm. you can drop into a transcendent state very, very quickly. So Vedic meditation or TM meditation is great for us modern city livers, Mm -hmm. you know, more monastic meditations like breath meditation where you literally focus on your breath you're concentrating on emptying your mind Mm -hmm. are great if you want to renounce the world and go to the himalayas Mm -hmm. but we live (laughs) in this city we Mm -hmm. live in a city we're city girls we're go-getters we're moms we're entrepreneurs and so this 20 minutes twice a day allows you to deep dive very quickly by giving your monkey mind or your mean girl the toy to play with. It's like a child. You give it the child a toy to play with. So you repeat this sound in your mind for 20 minutes. That allows you to drop into that transcendent state very, very quickly. And those 20 minutes is the equivalent of four hours sleep. So you are releasing fatigue and stress I'm actually getting an extra eight hours sleep a day. Um, I'm going to try that. Uh, I need an extra eight you hours You and me of both. Sleep. So wait, <laughs> can I just ask you one thing? I'm not going to ask you what the sound is, but is it the same sound for everyone? No, no it's uh, Everyone different. gets a totally different so is sound. So who gives this to you or do you insource it? You, no, you get given it. You get given it. Ceremony. Given it? You, yeah, you yeah. get dubbed in. From a meditation, from a Vedic or a TM meditation teacher. So you have to have a ceremony with them. You have oh. to do almost like, I think a it's initiation. a three-day course. 
Um, and you have to do that. It's not three long days. It's like a few hours over uh-huh. three days. Um, there's an amazing app called The One Giant Mind. Mm. Oh, Johnny Pollard. Johnny Pollard. Love Johnny. Obsessed he, with him. Another he incredible Aussie doing incredible do you know things. Him? Yeah, I know Johnny. He's in New York. He is amazing. And he is a Vedic meditation teacher, but he created the One Giant Mind app, mm. which you can learn. So you can download that, Jenna, mm-hmm. and get the app for free. But there's nothing that can replace an in-person you know, session with a teacher. Like we're going to interview Johnny, by the way. Yes. I'm going to make it happen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's amazing. Um, But you can learn uh, the the technique. You will get one of the generic uh, mantras, sounds, but it is life-changing. And anyway, he now has a uh, teacher training, um, which I am doing about to complete oh, so you can Ooh. give me my my mantra sound i can just a couple i can teach you okay good so if you want to learn from me <laughs> yeah. i can actually teach you okay um, um which is awesome and uh i have to practice so you can be one of my little guinea pigs right. test right. dummy yeah <laughs> take it and i mean with nick and i always say that without that we wouldn't be together mm. we you know we are so it's changed both of our lives not only spiritually but physically like the amount of we I had chronic fatigue like the amount of when I first started this technique I would have so much fatigue releasing my body like my body was burning and just releasing and I'd go to Johnny and I'm like is this normal and he's like yeah you're releasing not only years of your own fatigue but generations Mm. of fatigue and so for me, that was just coming up. So, you know, things like that are really normal. Um, but it's been life-changing mm. meditation because what it does is strengthens that self-awareness muscle. Mm. So and it's I'm, woven into your whole day after kind of activating it in the morning. Yeah, totally. when do you do the 20 minutes? I do the 20 minutes first thing in the morning. So I'll wake up, I'll go and scrape my tongue, brush my teeth, Go to the Slap bathroom. Slap yourself over the face a few times. Yeah. Wash my face. That's my protocol. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then I, no matter what, I go back and sit and meditate straight away. My husband. In bed or somewhere different? Well, it depends where I'm in. So like right now we're in a hotel and there's nowhere else. So I'm just doing it in bed sitting up. But you have to sit up. Otherwise you'll fall asleep. So I was about to say, wouldn't the bed get you all sleepy yeah. vibes going yes. on? Do you have so, a timer? Because you're yeah. like in the ether. So you have to set a timer. Yeah. yeah. I set a timer, um, a 20 minute timer. But usually, you know, in our technique, they say don't do it in bed. Do it in on the couch. Yeah. Or, you know, I do it on airplanes. I do it in the car. I'm going to do that tomorrow on the airplane. Yeah. I'm going to look up one of those generic sounds just so to tide me over until you get your teacher yes. training. Yeah. <laughs> Accreditation. Absolutely. And uh, so then that's when I do it. My husband likes to do a little bit of yoga before, um, but I, I just want to do it straight away because I find the longer I leave it, the more my monkey mind mm-hmm. starts. And I'm like, oh, I've got to email that person and mm-hmm. then I've got to do you that stray. today. And I just start going Brrr, mm-hmm. in my mind and I'm like, I just, whilst my mind is quiet and the rest of the world is quiet i just do it then when it's vulnerable and can't distract you with a thousand things yes just quickly get it to do the meditation and then when's the second time the second time is usually five o'clock in the afternoon and it's in my calendar and i do it every day every day how long have you been doing this for and do you always stick to it 
my intention is to always stick to it. But would you always. say you give yourself like Sundays off sometimes? Was it, is or? it like 95%? 95, yeah. yeah uh, that's pretty good. Not, not so much like Sundays. I'll always do it unless like, okay, so in Greece, we were in a holiday in Greece and um, my intent was to do it. We, I did mine every morning and then some afternoons I missed it. And that was because I was playing in the water with my 12-year-old stepson and the sun is shining and I'm present and I'm just enjoying the moment so much that for that, me in that moment, I was like, that's... That's your meditation. That's my meditation. Yeah, that's a good pass. You know? Yeah. yeah. That's more powerful, me being with him, connecting with him or Nick or whatever it is. Um, but for me, I've been doing this technique for like six years and it's been life-changing. Life-changing. Just the fact that it dissolves stress, which mm-hmm. is the number one predator in our lives, just destroying everything. Our yeah. bodies, my life. our oh, minds, yeah. <laughs> everything. Stress yeah, and really. it cultivates self-awareness. You are releasing stress. You are calming your nervous system. You are releasing fatigue. You are sitting with yourself. Let me ask you, in that you said that you have to focus on the mantra. So other thought when other thoughts, just from my experience in doing it, when other thoughts come into your head, do you once you notice that the other thoughts are creeping in, you go directly to the back to the mantra, correct? Mm-hmm. So is there space in this meditation technique to receive downloads? It's a great question. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Just to, cause a lot of the time I use meditation as a place to clear my mind and open myself for communication with my higher self yeah, or with source. And it really helps me, um, just organize, uh, do an inventory of my life and organize my systems within my, my head and my psyche. And I find that meditation is, um, a really great place to get that check-in. So does this mantra and technique encourage you to do the opposite and kind of steer away from any thoughts any thoughts coming in. That, that come in? Well, this technique is all about effortlessness and it's about effortlessly and softly and faintly repeating this mantra in your mind. There's no force, no force. And so when a thought does pop up, we let it go effortlessly and we come back to the mantra. Mm-hmm. So that's the the technique side of things. Mm-hmm. But what this does is the downloads still do come, mm-hmm. but it's about not getting attached. They don't dominate. They don't dominate and allowing and trusting, you know, because when I first started, I was like, needed, I thought I needed a pen and paper next to me to write down all of these great ideas that I was having. But what the technique does is it opens you up so that you're constantly receiving those downloads all day long. Mm. So you're not necessarily waiting for the 20 minutes twice a day Mm. to receive the downloads. You're becoming an open vessel and an Mm. open channel. Beautifully said. Yeah, so that all day, like whenever you need, like whenever I now need to write something, I'm a writer, like all I have to do is stop and tap in and it downloads. Like I I wrote my first book in two weeks. I wrote wow. my second book in a month. Wow. Like it just downloads mm. when we create the space, when we sit, when we clear our mind and we just 
create that space because we've cultivated it so much. Mm-hmm. You that, know? That's the brilliance of a practice, having that strengthening that muscle of daily commitment where every single day you commit to your 20 minutes two times a day. By the end of six years, you've exercised that muscle where, as you said, for the majority of the day, you will just be naturally open to that and sitting in that place totally. because you've done the work to get there where it's kind of like a habitual spot you sit in. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I would have career-wise been able to do everything that I have created and done without this practice. Mm. I don't think it would oh, have Fantastic. Happened. I yeah. got to try that. What an incredible mm. thread to have throughout your life. And I'm sure that that has affected your relationships, how present you are with your relationships, with your work, where you work from, you know, your heart rather than the head or it would affect everything in your life. Absolutely. Every single area of your life. Especially your intuition. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that is such a brilliant tool to strengthen your intuition. We're all about living an insourced life Mm -hmm. and just however you can strengthen that intuition to be your compass through life. It, It can make or break what you create in your life if you're in touch with your intuition or not. Oh my gosh, you it know. absolutely strengthens it. That's how I live my life. My mm. intuition is my guiding star. Mm. It's like that is how I run my business and live my life. If it's not a hell yes from my intuition, it's a no thank you. That's how I accept dinner invites is my intuition, 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 intuition saying, Oh, 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 we're back, we're back. Are we back? Yeah. We're back. Yeah, we're back. <laughs> um, that was that was the angel saying, listen to your intuition even more. <laughs> totally. That was too much energy going on yeah, over was. here. You're just like energy. busting the circuit. Because nothing <laughs> happened. To, I, mean, I know, it was brilliant. I don't know how that happened. Divine intervention. Yeah. Well, okay, so meditation. There we go, guys. <laughs> don't, don't miss out on that tool. That sounds like a really powerful tool. And look, you don't have to do 20 minutes twice a day. You don't have like whatever you can start with, start with. Because if you, you know, that can be another inner mean girl block. I don't, I can't do 20 minutes twice a day. Just start with 10 minutes in the morning. That's it. Just start there. That's better than nothing. And then add one minute. You know, after a month or two months and you're feeling, your intuition is telling Mm -hmm. you, you know, okay, I'm ready to, I'm ready to up this. I'm ready to like take it to the next level. Like for me with this technique as well, with uh, Vedic meditation, you, um, after a certain time, you can get an advanced mantra. Mm -hmm. So when you first start, it's just one word one syllable one syllable Mm -hmm. and then it's like a couple Mm. and um when that happens like I came to my teacher and I said I feel I'm ready I feel I'm ready and I there's no specific time like Mm -hmm. some people say it after a year some people say it after 10 years interesting you know I think Nick is on his third so he's got yeah he's on his third mantra I'm on my second and it just came to me after like four years I was like I'm ready for my next one and do you know what your mantra means or is it just sounds it's just a sound okay yeah okay. Uh, mantra means mind vehicle okay, so, so it's not like you're saying 
don't be mean, don't be mean, don't be mean. No, no, no. But it's it's in a, yeah, okay. Yeah, I think they specifically give it to you, give a word to you which has zero association. Mm, Yes. So you don't attach a meaning to that word. Because if it was, yeah, if it was like love, Mm -hmm. you would, you attach, you, it comes with so much. Reference, yeah. Yeah dogma and mm-hmm. and stuff so we have to create something that has no meaning brilliant interesting. okay That's well very, i'm signed up i know i even start tonight are there any other tools that you swear by that you use to exercise living in your um your heart rather than your mean girl i think they're the most powerful yeah they're for me oh and gratitude Gratitude, you know, practicing gratitude mm-hmm. every day. And how do you practice it every day? So there's a couple of ways. Um, I have just a journal beside my bed and... and do you have the five-minute journal? No, but I've seen you have that and I want oh to get gosh, it. It's so great. It's so simple but mm. so powerful. I love it. So I do cute. It every morning. Yeah. yeah, I just have like a plain journal that sometimes I'll just write down a whole page. I'm grateful for and da-da-da-da. Um, but usually every morning um, I say good morning to my husband. What are three things you're grateful for? And he says it and then asks me and that's every day. And when we have Leo, who is my 12-year-old bonus son, over the dinner table we go around every night and say three things we're grateful for. Amazing. That's what we Fantastic. do too. Every yeah. meal. I learned that from my inherited family. Mm-hmm. Such a beautiful tradition to start every meal with everyone holding hands and sharing one thing they're grateful for. It just like blesses the food mm-hmm. and makes it taste yummier and gets you in your heart. It's the best. Oh, totally. It totally changes the atmosphere in the room as well. Mm-hmm. It brings everyone directly into their heart. It's, it's so great. We do it uh, and we hold hands as well and we Sweet. do it whenever we have people over. Um, and it's interesting, like some people are really uncomfortable with it. Oh, yeah. Like, well, really? not in LA. LA yeah. is just the mecca. Well, of some people in LA are uncomfortable really? with it, no, but just no not people I've that met. you know. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> not your circles. That's true. I hang out in Cafe Gracie, yeah. so not likely to meet them there. So I want to know, do you think it's possible to completely annihilate the mean girl or do you think that there will always be a battle? I think... Annihilate and battle are very strong words, really strong. I think this mastering your mingle is about a lifelong practice. It's like if you want to master the piano or if you want to master the guitar, I can see two guitars over there in the corner. You have to practice every day. And mastering your mingle is exactly the same. Um, you're never going to get to a point where you have no ego. When you do, you'll be enlightened and you will levitate out of this body. Well, let's hope for that. Totally. Jenna's rooting for it. I'm rooting for that. Totally. But whilst we're here on earth, whilst our feet are here on earth, there's growth, evolution and lessons. And the ego, the mean girl, is there to help us evolve and grow to step into our full potential and live our best life, whatever that looks like for every single person is going to be different. And so it's not about even striving for annihilation or complete elimination. It's not about that. Like I'm not striving to kill the ego. Like, and there's a You're lot of... dead, Betty. Yeah. <laughs> there's like Goodbye, a, Daddy. Betty pushed yeah. off the cliff. Jenna is striving to kill the ego. See, Jenna well, and but I have I'm opposing I'm striving thoughts. for what she said in the beginning, complete enlightenment. I want to levitate 
out of this body. Totally. To show people it's possible to become that enlightened. True, mm-hmm. true. And I, I'm more in the um, thought with you, Mel, of the mean girl isn't can be a um, tool that we use to keep us... In the us, meantime. Yeah, in the mm. meantime, to, to wake us up to what we need to work on. Totally. She's a reminder. Yeah. She's a reminder. Oh, I'm off path, come back on. I'm off path, yeah. come back on. I'm choosing fear. Okay, I've got to come back over here to love. And even deeper than that, mm-hmm. where did that come from? Is that something that I need to release? Is that an inherited pattern? Is that someone I haven't forgiven? Is that something that I need to take responsibility for? Like really using that inner mean girl as, a inner compass to to get you peeling back the layers <laughs> totally. so she's less of a um dominant voice ruling the show i guess totally i yeah. agree with that yeah okay good <laughs> but i still want to kill the ego well i mean i'm going for you know i'm going for enlightenment mm. totally so mel how do you think how does the mean girl just so people can really relate to this concept how do you think the mean girl really shows up so for instance would the mean girl look like whenever you see your friends you have a a bit of a bitch about people or a gossip or um is it negative self-talk it's it's all of it right it's Mm. anything that separates you from love and oneness and yes that yeah just that oneness so i guess a lot of people have relationships based on mean girl um, tendencies tendencies or, yeah mm-hmm. like i know a lot of misery people, loves company yeah misery loves company that's right and a lot of people do feel closer to people when they're annihilating other people i guess mm-hmm. um so what advice would you give to people who have established those relationships with other women or people in their life where they almost have a bonding over their mean girl tendencies like bitching or gossiping or whatever it may be I mean, hurt people hurt people and tune in and ask yourself, how does that make you feel? Like when you are saying something horrible about yourself or someone else, how does that make you feel? It makes me feel contracted, closed off, shut down, icky, gross, dirty, you know, How does living in alignment with my truth feel? Expansive, open, effortless, easy, graceful. So how do you want to feel? And what are you manifesting as well? And what you get, you get what you give. So that's right. Remember that. (laughs) Totally. That'll keep you in line. Yeah. And and how just tuning in, like how do you want to feel on a daily basis? Do you want to feel open? Do you want to feel closed? Do you want to feel expansive? Do you want to feel contracted? Do the things that are going to lead you toward feeling expansive and open as opposed to closed and contracted. And and gossiping and saying nasty things about anyone else, including yourself, is only lowering your vibration and everyone else's in the room. It's very true. Yeah, I think I think a lot of the time as well, people find themselves in these habitual patterns and relationships and then it's just kind of their language together. And in those circumstances, I would say um, a lot of the time when I have a long-lasting history with people in my life 
and we've gone on different paths, but we still have a sisterhood between us. And there's something they they start negative chatter about themselves or about someone else. A lot of the time I just simply listen. Mm-hmm. I listen and I don't interact. I don't that they're, they're trying to hit the ball at me and I'm just sitting there with my racket behind my back going, not playing, not playing, yes. not playing. And there's no one for them to play with. And what it does in that pure silence where I'm just holding space and not interacting, it gives them an opportunity to hear themselves and to feel themselves. I'm not distracting them with my ideas and fueling the fire and throwing the ball back. So they just have the space to see how they're showing up and in non-judgment as well, holding that space without judgment, but rather just not participating is quite a powerful technique to sever that um, banter. Mm, so yeah and a lot of the time bringing it back to a perspective of compassion and of taking responsibility so you know I do that sometimes too or Mm -hmm. you know but they're really great at this Mm -hmm. or you know have you thought about maybe talking to them about it rather than talking to me about it just gently moving and nudging them towards something that is more heart-based than mind-based and I just want to say to add to that as well, in my experience, like when, and you were saying also in your experience, when you were in the hospital, it's like sometimes when we come to these large uh, realizations, like you, we want to master our mean girl, we want to achieve that type of mindfulness, the universe will move people out of our lives, you know, that are not in alignment with that vibration. I know that happened to me. I, all the old friends I used to like be so gossipy with, like I, they're not in my life anymore. They just got moved out. Yes. The universe is constantly organizing Mm -hmm. things for you. Mm -hmm. I remember the same thing happened to me when I was in hospital and the universe was organizing all of these friends to just dissolve and all of these new angels Mm -hmm. like Amber to come into my life. that sent you that box? Yeah. They were new friends. Mm -hmm. They were new people Mm -hmm. in my life. And the universe is constantly organizing it. And I remember um, getting very upset about a particular friend who I felt didn't want to be my friend anymore. And uh, this was, you know, about four years ago. And Nick actually said to me, the universe is taking care of that friendship for you, honey. And I was like, but why doesn't she want to be in my life? Like, why doesn't she text me back? She doesn't want to catch up. And he's like, it's not meant to be. The universe, and then it, you know, some stuff uncovered later on. And I was just like, thank you, universe, Mm -hmm. for sorting that out for Mm me. And another thing um, rejection is protection. Totally. It's true. (laughs) Totally. Another thing that has really been helpful for me with relationships um, is, like Amber said, you know, putting the tennis racket behind your back and and saying, I'm not playing this game. But also, um, I have found giving that person a compliment, not only it can change the energy in the room and change the, the, the vibration. Um, it's almost like a good, as Tony Robbins calls a pattern break, mm-hmm. you know? So if you're around a table and everyone's gossiping and you change the energy by giving that person a genuine compliment. And you know what else that does is they're probably in the place of being a mean girl or guy because they have a lack of self-love. Yes. So when you affirm them, yes. them 
And they'll want to meet you in that vibration as well. I love that. That's a a pattern break. I love that Mm. um, word because it really is just taking the focus and vibration to the next level. And if you're in a room with other people and you're holding that steady, it's pretty hard not to meet you there. Otherwise, there's not going to be a a relation. Mm -hmm. People want that cohesive kind of flowing energy say in a social situation like a dinner party if you're holding that positive space they have to mirror that it's just kind of a natural yeah (laughs) (laughs) otherwise they're Betty's and then you're sit down (laughs) yeah fascinating I do know someone in real life named Betty and I'm not referring to you at all Betty (laughs) (laughs) I love Betty is it Betty your queen yeah I doubt she's gonna be um, listening to this but if you are Betty I love you you're not that (laughs) Betty, you're the best. Wow. Okay. Well, do you have any other questions for Mel? I'm loving this. We're nutting it out. Well, what I love about the whole mastering your mean girl concept is then how it links with the mother loving future. It's like we want to create a positive future where people are choosing love. And that battle starts within. It Mm -hmm. starts with every single individual on the planet. I know Sarah Englehart posted this thing that said, my sister-in-law, love you. Only everyone can save us now. Mm -hmm. And it's like so true. It's like everyone needs to have that realization within themselves. Everyone needs to knock their mean girl or guy out um, that's preventing them from following their heart path, from being successful, from shifting the paradigm, from doing everything good and loving in this world. So if we can all master our mean girl or guy, then that definitely sets us on track to the mother loving future. And knowing that it's, it's all, it's, it's the number one thing you need to do to upgrade your life. Mm -hmm. And once you realize, I mean, for selfish reasons, everyone wants to upgrade their health, their finances, their relationships, the, the health of the planet, everyone wants that. And when they understand that it starts with upgrading the dialogue in your head Mm -hmm. and your consciousness, that's where it really starts and taking responsibility. There's no better, there's no better, um, ignition for Mm -hmm. that you know for that blast off yeah I always say if you want to change the outer world you've got to start with changing your inner world absolutely like there's no point in going and like trying to I want to change the world and I'm going to do it well like how's your inner state start there Mm -hmm. because that is going to make Mm -hmm. the ripple effect Mm -hmm. you know if we start with us and then in your home with your children and your husband Mm -hmm. start there Mm -hmm. and then that's going to feed out totally another quote just to echo that is the uh the fool wants to change the world but the wise man knows he needs to change himself oh yeah amen i also believe we are just to kind of piggyback on that to give people hope out there and support, I do think that we are moving extremely quickly into a new level of upgrade and consciousness. And we are being beckoned, each each individual is being beckoned to upgrade their systems Mm -hmm. and plug into the new paradigm. And Mm -hmm. it's, I I feel as though speed, uh, time is speeding up Mm -hmm. in this mission to make it happen before we destroy the earth and each other and things get worse. And that things are coming crashing down right now. I know so many people who are just really struggling with their old systems and paradigm mm-hmm. being crashed Break down. Breakdown is breakthrough. And I mm-hmm. think it's such a blessing. It is. I think it needs to come crashing down in order for us to have that 
that like you in the hospital bed to have that rock bottom in order to recalibrate and get that sense of uh, epiphany and Mm -hmm. self-observation to shoot you up to the next level. Mm-hmm. So it's now and ever, this is the time. And there are so many forces, worldly, universal forces supporting us to kick this mission off ASAP, mm-hmm. like yesterday. And when you do choose to choose love, you will be supported by the universe, by universal factors. You're going to feel this massive swell of support from the angels. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Go now, now is the time. Go now is the time to upgrade. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. It's Accelerated upgrading mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling this sense of urgency mm-hmm. personally, and mm-hmm. I can feel it on an environmental, political, oh, yeah. global scale. There Things is a up. sense of urgency and we're reading, reaching a tipping point and it's up to all of us to take on the mission individually. And it's like, I see it as two timelines playing out. Like there's two distinct options and one is the option that we choose love and one one is the option that we continue to just choose, choose fear and destruction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's all get on the love train. And I love Melissa's book, um, Mastering Your Mean Girl, because it's such a Covers digestible everything. way for people to start this process, a fun, interactive, digestible way that's like awesome. So I love your book, babe. You've really done good. such a good job. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's so much fun to read because yeah. it feels like you're in the room with Mel. Mm-hmm. She's like, Hey babe, what's up today? And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. Hey, you're right here with me. <laughs> it's so, it really, the way you write is so, you talk um, back to the book? <laughs> sometimes yeah. then I realize <laughs> I she's not there. <laughs> yeah. But it really feels personal and, mm-hmm. uh, you invite them into your, um, experience and your world with your mean girl. And it's so relatable like that so uh yeah i loved your book and i really suggest everyone check everyone it out on the planet kind of needs to check it out it's true mm. and it's well do you know what's easy the, to read thank you thank you and and i wanted it to be like that i wanted it to feel like i'm your bestie sitting on the couch with you having a conversation and one of the most beautiful things is uh i get a lot people say to me your book was my Louise Hay. Oh, I love that. You, you know, your oh, book was the, yeah. And that comes full circle. Yeah, what and I'm like, oh amazing. my God, goosebumps. Like that to me, I'm like, oh. And, and that, having created something like that is just so beautiful. I get messages and emails and private messages all the time that say that. And it's just so beautiful that um, I've been able to share that. Mm. And have so that impact. Good. Such a gift for yourself. So therapeutic for yourself to get it out and affirm that. And also for everyone else to to be activated through your experience. That's the power of sharing vulnerably and transparently. It's so such a gift to everyone. Totally. Wow. Well done, babe. Proud Aww, of you. High five. Thank you, baby girl. <laughs> Love you. Thank I think you. that's it. I think we covered a lot. I feel definitely one step closer to enlightenment. Mm-hmm. As Jenna's, mm-hmm. Jenna's always heading there, full, full speed ahead. <laughs> we, ha- we always offer an invitation to our listeners at the end of every episode. So I was thinking um, for people who want to take on an assignment in, in um, vein of our conversation today about mastering your mean girl, I would love you to take some time out. First of all, take up TM slash Vedic meditation because that sounds like a really powerful tool to transform your life in the best way I possible. Know. That really mm-hmm. I'm definitely doing that. I'm definitely doing that too. And so take up one of the tools that Mel suggested, one of the tools that helped her get her Betty under control. So we got journaling, um, meditation, 
yoga, yoga gratitude. gratitude, and anything that personally resonates with you, anything that brings you into your heart and creates a sense of stillness and self-observation and mindfulness that you can practice every day to start to make that your new go-to space to live from. So think of a tool that really resonates with you, apply it, and just be in your mind of self-observation and see what your mean girl's tone is. See where she goes. Are there any themes? Is there someone that activates your mean girl? Or is there something in your life that is triggering her? And just be with her and get to know her and where she's coming from. And then... So you can shut her down. So you can gently start to recognize her and be so familiar with her and compartmentalize her. She's not... She's not you. She's just a, a sad version of you. So let her go. Bye-bye, Betty. <laughs> Bye, Betty. <laughs> Push her away and light her on fire. <laughs> <laughs> little ceremony. So, <laughs> and we have a, so that's our invitation. Let us know how you go with it. Write in. We love when people get back to us with their assignments. It's so much fun seeing people really apply what we're discussing in their real life and it's another ripple effect situation. It's just warms my heart every time because we really are on this mission together and you need to be doing it too. So kudos to you. Jenna, do you have a little review that you want to read out for our listeners? We're posting our reviews on our website page, guys, and they are so sweet. We're obsessed with all of them. And we thought it'd be really cute to do a little shout out to the people who took the time to post a review for us. So Jenna, take it away. All right. So this week's review is from Mincy. Mincy, who we love, by the way. Yeah, we adore we you. you. Thank you for supporting us. The reason I sounded like inquisitive when I said that was because I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right. It could be Mincy, but hey, girl. We <laughs> <laughs> love you. Yes. So she says, magical and thought-provoking. Love, love, love the MLF. Been searching for podcasts recently that really get my thoughts going and also inspire me in my daily life as a yoga teacher slash personal relationship slash spirituality. Jenna and Amber have created all of this and more. I'm so grateful I stumbled on it. Keep spreading the love and magic, MLF. We will. We will. And we We love you. (laughs) We love you. Thank you for participating and leaving this review. Yeah, we really appreciate it. And on that page, if you want to get involved in Mel's magic, which is plentiful we're gonna link and all, that all to the time list. we're obviously going to link everything but mel tell our audience where they can get a hold of you where they can find mastering your mean bo- uh, girl book <laughs> um, tell us everything how can how can people get in touch well you can head to my website which is just melissaambrosini.com and my books are there both of my books i've got online programs i've got guided meditations i've got ebooks and then head to my podcast the Melissa Ambrosini show, subscribe and come have a listen. And um, I'm on Instagram and I'm on Facebook and Twitter, but I'm mainly active on Instagram. That's just Melissa Ambrosini. Come and introduce yourself to me. Send me a message and say, you listened to this episode and tell me your top three key takeaways from this episode and tell us what you loved and I would love to meet you. So yeah, they're my main three areas, the podcast, website, and Instagram. Boom. And we'll connect them all. Yeah, we're going to connect them all. Awesome. 
Thank you so much for Thank having you me. Thank you for having us, babe. I mean, wait. <laughs> wait, wait. Wait, wait a second. Am I Melissa right now? <laughs> I was just being you because I was like... Mas- being, mirroring. Mirroring. Mirroring Magic you. Mirror, exactly. yes. Thank you for having... Oh, wait, I did it again. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Wait, I swear online. <laughs> we are so happy to have you. Thank you. I'm just you. so a part of you. I feel like I'm staring at myself and I'm staring at you, but I'm just realizing I'm not you, I'm me. So we're really happy to have you. <laughs> Thank you, baby girls. Oh my God, it's so been amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah, Thank we really you appreciate you taking your time. Enjoy your adventure. Where are you oh, headed next? We're here for a few more days, then San Diego, then Woo! Utah. <gasps> And then yeah, back girl. to LA Ooh. and then back to Sydney. Going on adventures. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Well, enjoy them. We'll be with you in spirit. Thank you. And thank you, audience, for being with us. We adore you. If you like today's episode, don't share. Don't hesitate. I'm massive brain farts today. Sorry. <laughs> don't hesitate to share the love and leave us a review. And we'll fill you with us next time. TTFN. Bye, guys. Bye. Visit our website, themotherlovingfuture.com for more information. And please leave us a five-star review on iTunes if you like what you hear. We read every single review and comment, and we are so grateful for your support. See you next week.